Hey guys, welcome back to Call to Build. This is episode 17. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about productivity and also give you a little sneak peek into what I do behind the scenes to make all of this. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I thought I would do something a little bit different for Call to Build and I just wanted to talk a little bit about workflow and batching and the processes that I use in my ministry and this podcast and the things that I produce because I think a lot of times it's easy to see someone who is flowing and doing the thing and not quite get what it is that they actually are doing behind the scenes. And there's a lot of people who maybe just don't have the time or take the time to explain all of that. And so I thought maybe it would be interesting or helpful if I just had a little conversation with you about exactly what it is that I do. Um, I also wanted to mention in this episode a book by the name of Eat That Frog, and the subtitle is 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in Less Time, which is by Brian Tracy. Um, My mom had actually sent this book to me a while back, and you know, as books do, they just sit in your bookshelf or in your cupboard or whatever, and then my uh, mentor, Melissa Spolstra, mentioned the book that she was reading it and so I dug it out and I started reading it and to be honest I haven't gotten all the way through it but I wanted to mention a few things that he says in this because I think one of the biggest hindrances to getting to what we actually say that we want to do is simply our own procrastination and I know we can really look into why it is that we're procrastinating because I think a lot of times we procrastinate because of fear but we can allow a lot of little things to get in the way of what we actually want to accomplish and so I just want to share a few quotes from this book Um, and I would really suggest that you just go get it it is an international bestseller it says and more than 1.5 million copies sold. So I would just say that it has a lot of good content, more than I'm going to be able to share here. But you might think, why on earth is it called Eat That Frog? And I wondered the same thing. So I just want to kind of let you know what he says about what it is that he means by that. He says, your frog, quote unquote, is your biggest most important task, the one you are most likely to procrastinate on if you don't do something about it. It is also the one task that can have the greatest positive impact on your life and results at the moment. So it says the first rule of frog eating is this, if you have to eat two frogs, eat the ugliest one first. (laughs) So the whole point of it is that sometimes we busy ourselves with the things that we need to do that actually aren't the most important things because the most important things seem the most daunting or actually maybe sometimes the thing that we carry the most fear around. And so the point of it is to actually get those things done and address them first in when we're sitting down to actually accomplish our goals and the things we want to do. 
it says on page three, it says the key to reaching high levels of performance and productivity is to develop the lifelong habit of tackling your major task first thing each morning. So, I mean, a lot of us go, I didn't used to be this way, but now I have to go to work. But the thing that I think will have the most impact on my life is my walk with the Lord. So I still do get up early and since I'm going to share everything that I do, I don't think there is a magical formula for anything and I don't think like if you copy certain people that that automatically means something awesome is going to happen to you. But I do think there are principles that we can follow. And I mean, Jesus being the number one example, he got up early and he went away by himself and he prayed. He asked for the Lord's will. And so I try on most days to get up at five in the morning and get my time with the Lord because I really need it to be slow time. I cannot do it rushed. I need to study God's word and not just read it. I'll try to meditate on it. I'll try to worship. I try to pray. I really think that that time has the biggest impact in all areas of my life. And so I try to make that my frog, so to speak. But outside of that, I mean, I'm still working on, I mean, most really successful people put working out somewhere very early on in their day. And so I'm going to try to start incorporating that again in my life. You know, we kind of get weak on that sometimes over the holidays and or just, you know, Tuesdays, whatever it happens to be. But yeah, that's something else to kind of focus on because that also makes a really big impact on what we're doing, how we see ourselves, how we're feeling, and no matter what it is that we're called to do, we all need energy to do it. We cannot do and produce and be the people that other friends and family need in our lives if we are treating ourselves like we don't matter. And not to say like, put yourself first and all that stuff that our world says, but simply just taking good care of the body that God has given us and getting enough sleep, those two simple things can be so easy to overlook, but I think they're very important. And I have been guilty of kind of telling myself they don't really matter. And I know that's not true. So going on in this book, another thing that I have here underlined, it says many people confuse activity with accomplishment. And I love the quote that says, stop glorifying busy like if we're busy it's like a badge of honor but how many of you know someone who is busy but never seems to be satisfied with their busyness it's almost um it's wearing on them to be so busy and they don't seem to be satisfied with the accomplishments that they are getting in their busyness Um, In this section about developing the habit of success, he says the habit of setting priorities, overcoming procrastination, and getting on with your most important task is a mental and physical skill. As such, this habit is learnable through practice and repetition over and over again until it locks into your subconscious mind and becomes a permanent part of your behavior. Once it becomes a habit, it becomes both automatic and easy to do. And I would say that that is the case for my decision to get up at five um, to spend time with the Lord. Not only do I 
really, really know that I am not the same person if I don't do that. But at the same time, I've done it uh, pretty consistently since the kids have been in school mm, at least for the past year. And now I don't find it so hard. I guess it's just the discipline of practicing those habits over and over again. And another thing that he says is, I will read it from page five. It says, here's one of the most important of the so-called secrets of success. You can actually develop a positive addiction to endorphins into the feeling of enhanced clarity, confidence, and competence that they trigger. When you develop this addiction, you will, at an unconscious level, begin to organize your life in such a way that you are continually starting and completing ever more important tasks and projects. You will actually become addicted in a very positive sense to success and contribution. One of the keys to your living a wonderful life, having a successful career, and feeling terrific about yourself is to develop the habit of starting and finishing important jobs. When you do, this behavior will take on a power of its own and you will find it easier to complete important tasks than not to complete them. I always want to just preface these kind of things because, you know, a good self-help book on productivity or whatever it is, is just, it's great. But I think that we just always need to remember that our first submission comes to the Lord and the thing that we want to be most surrendered to is not a list of rules and ideas that some man came up with, but but the Lord. At the same time, as servants of Christ, we want to understand how our minds work and how actually we make a lot of excuses for the things that really we want to do in and for his kingdom and we get stuck in our own heads. And so I just see this as a tool for that. But I also was thinking as I was just rereading this section that I remember hearing, I believe it was Donald Miller talking about something called the locus of control. And for so long, I lived with this issue where the locus of control basically is saying it is something outside of me that is making my life the way that it is. I have no control over it. it it's happening to me. It could also be um, identified as a victim mentality. A lot of times we can take that on and I have zero control over anything. And there are a lot of times that things happen in our lives that we don't have control over. But we have to be able to locate the things that we do have control over and then take control of them. Sometimes that is as simple as taking our thoughts captive. And I think that is where it really has to start. We begin to see that we do have control over our thoughts. We do have control over how we respond to things. We do have control over what we do first thing in the morning. And as we start taking control of that and we see ourselves finish projects that we have set out to do, it shows us, it proves to us that we can actually do it. I remember I struggled so much with finishing. I don't know what that was, but just in general, I would always quit things early. And so I felt I was in a season of depression anyways, but I felt so awful about myself. I decided I was going to run a marathon and I felt as though I had to do that in order to prove to myself that I could finish. And 
now that I look back on that time, I'm not sure I will ever train for a marathon again. I'm not, maybe if I have a bunch of time, it just, it took so much time. But the fact of the matter is, is that I now have this point of reference in my life that I can look back on and say, if I can do that, then I've proven to myself that I can follow through. I can finish. And sometimes that was a huge thing, but sometimes it can be the smallest little things that we need to basically prove to ourselves that we are not liars. You know, we will follow through with everybody else, but with ourselves, we know that there won't be any consequences if we don't follow through for ourselves. And so we don't really trust ourselves. I mean, how many times have we made New Year's resolutions that we throw out within weeks? And basically, we're just teaching ourselves that we don't really mean what we say. So every time we set a goal and then we accomplish it, it gives us this sense of, look, I can do this. It's I'm not stuck. I have something that I can do that can make a difference. So a couple of things that he also talks about in here is seven steps of productivity. And the first step is decide exactly what you want. What is it that you feel God is calling you to do? And how are you going to go about doing that? It's fine to kind of have a sense and a feel. And I'm guilty of this just as much as the next person. And there are those verses that say, you know, a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And we also always need to be coming with our plans with open hands and saying, Lord, if it's your will, let this be, you know, let your will be done in this, but also I'm willing for it to be changed because you're God and I'm not. But the second thing he says is to write it down. And he says, unwritten goals lead to confusion, vagueness, misdirection, and numerous mistakes. Something about just writing down, you know, if your goal is to write a book, write that down. If your goal is to start a business, write it down. What does that look like? Because until we start making a plan of how we want to go about doing that, it's just a dream in our head. And we have to start putting it into actual reality, making it happen in everyday actual life in the hours that we have. The next thing he says to do is to set a deadline. When do I want to have this done by? Whether it's a huge project or whether it's getting, say, a chapter done. When am I going to get this done by? And for me, even with this podcast, is I will have a month done ahead of time. And then I know when that month is up, I have got to get another month done. Those podcasts are coming out every Tuesday. And so because I have this deadline that I have imposed on myself, you know, we meet deadlines for work if we are at work because, well, we'll get fired if we don't. But we can also set deadlines for ourselves. And so whatever our goals are, get your calendar out. By this day, I will have done this. Now, yeah, subconsciously you will know there will be no consequence if you don't do that, but you're highly more likely to get it done if you do set a deadline. The next thing is to make a list of everything you can think of that you're going to have to do to achieve your goal. This is 
just a way that you can reverse engineer at the end. What is your goal at the end? What are the steps that I need to take backwards to where I am today in order to get there? What are all the different things that you'll need? Sometimes it's so scary because we don't know, but you can figure it out. If it's something like starting a business, you know, I need to have these licenses. I need to have um, a building. I need to have an, an accountant, whatever it is that you need. I don't know. But just actually sitting down and breaking it down into the smallest steps is going to make a huge difference. And then you organize the list into a plan by priority and sequence. The next thing he says is to take action on your plan immediately. <laughs> this is sometimes the hardest part is like, oh, I'll get to that, you know, after all this and after I do that. And, you know, as well as I do that, that sometimes never happens. And he put right under that success is doing something. And I think sometimes we are waiting to be able to do it perfectly, but we will never be perfect. We have to just start. I mean, you've listened to this podcast. If you've gotten this far, you may have listened to some other episodes. And there have been times when I have accidentally uploaded an episode that had zero editing. Now, I if I was scared to death about making a mistake, I would just give up. But instead, I just tried to re go in there and edit it. And you know, they're going to be imperfect, but you can't make progress if you're overly concerned about perfection. No one is as invested in our work as we are. No one cares as much about the mistakes that we're making as we do. So sometimes it's just the faithfulness of actually getting something out there so that we can almost get over the fear to actually keep doing it. The next thing he says is to resolve to do something every day to move you towards your goal. And I think that's another big thing to just put action to our steps and to our dreams. So what do I actually do? Well, if you don't know, I have my Instagram page. That is my main thing that I do on a regular basis. And I have been blogging since 2010, as I say in my first episode here, but Instagram, and I think taking this really seriously as an Instagrammer, I would say maybe it's been about four years now. And my workflow has changed dramatically. And I would have to say that I do plan in a way in advance most, most times. I use an app for my Instagram account called Unum, which is the weirdest name, but it's U-N-U-M. It does not post for me, but here I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. Because I have been writing and posting on Instagram these, you know, devotional type thought comment, um, you know, posts that I put up, I have them all come through on my time hop. And what I realized working at Proverbs is that they also repurpose Lisa's content and they keep track of it very thoroughly for her so that she can pull from that whenever she needs to. So she's not always sitting at her computer coming up with all of the Proverbs 31 posts or the Lisa, uh, you know, Turkers posts that, that come through her social media. This is just to keep, you know, everything fresh in the mind of the reader. And 
that is one of the things that we can do as content creators. The, the truth is, is that, again, our readers are not as invested in our work as we are. So just because we've produced something before does not mean that anyone is going to remember it. Sometimes half the time I don't even remember it. And so what I will do is just repurpose that content and I'll re maybe add some additional things that I'm currently going through. And I put all those in that app and I have them ready to go for whenever I want to post. Now, I'll tell you a couple of things about Instagram and maybe I'll do a more thorough Instagram, uh, you know, episode. But one of the things is that you want your readership to grow, obviously, especially my long-term goal is to get a published book. And so I'm trying to grow that audience. And one thing you can do besides using hashtags and some other things we've mentioned in the episode with Josephine is to really pay attention to content on Instagram that is performing well. And so you can go into hashtags and look at the top content and what are people really interacting with? What are they liking? And try to make something that is similar for what your audience would enjoy, something that you do already, but make your own version to that thing. That's just one little um, tip that I would give you on that as well as just constantly interacting. I mean, I think there's a lot that you can do ahead of time to just keep your content going and just get into a rhythm with it. Now, for the podcast itself, I have just, like I mentioned earlier, gotten into a rhythm of I do my interviews as far in advance as I can. Sometimes I've done maybe four interviews in a month, but I only post two interviews per month. So I have the interviews waiting for the upcoming months. So this is another thing that I wanted to touch on called batching. And all you really need to do is if you're trying, if you're going to do something within Instagram, Facebook, um, social media type of places, One awesome way to do this is to just set a day aside or an afternoon, whatever you can get, and just tell your family that I'm going to work on this this day and just get as much of it done as possible ahead of time. If that's blog posts, if that's your social media, um, I talked to one lady the other day who had scheduled, I think for her whole year on Facebook, all her posts that she wanted to go out. And that way they are out, they're ready, and you can go in and interact or whatever it is that you want to do, but you don't have to stress out about the at the last second, like, how am I going to get this done? So that is what I do. I do that. That's what I'm doing right now. It's what I've done today. I just get all the things together that I need for that day, like for my podcast, just get in there. I do all my editing. I make all my clips. I get them all in Dropbox to where I can download them when that episode comes out, all my graphics. And so, yeah, the next thing I wanted to kind of touch on is just graphics in general. I am in love with making graphics. So this is something that maybe is specific to me. I know not everyone, this is not your cup of tea, but I love the graphic design element of things. And so I will tell you that my go-to graphics app is over, 
O-V-E-R. I know that Canva is also great. I find Canva's mobile experience to be a little bit difficult to maneuver from time to time. So I always go with over first and they are going to also have a desktop version coming out very soon. I create everything in over. I create moving video images. I create my podcast covers. I create my stories in there. I create, you can create pretty much everything. I created actually a online course which is out now that is actually, (laughs) it's a course about how to take your social media graphic design to the next level using the over app. And I used the over app to create all the slides in that. Um, And I wanted to let you know that that is available because I know that taking that first look at someone's page at what they are creating sometimes is the difference between if someone presses follow or they don't. They're trying to find something that catches their eye and something that is beautiful. And sometimes it's not that you don't want to do that. Sometimes you just don't know how. And because I love it so much, I created this course. So it's very affordable. You can go to my website, ashleymorganjackson.com, and there is a course button up at the top, and you can find out more information about that. Some other apps that I use just to organize, I honestly, I use my notes a whole lot, and I keep a few different sections for hashtags that I can pull from. Uh, Depending on the topic that I'm writing on, I try to do that. I actually really need to update that. And you can do hashtag research according to your niche, according to your topic. And it's important to be interacting on those hashtags as well because if people are of like-mindedness to what you're producing, it would be helpful to be connected with those people, if that makes sense. So I know this is getting a little bit on the longer side for the podcast, but I wanted to really just give you an insight to what it is that I do in order to produce what I do. Now, I know that there are people that do way more than I do, and I know that there are people that do way better than I do. But for what it is that I do and I can offer, I just wanted to share this with you guys and hopefully just the little tips, tricks and little insight from Brian Tracy might help you to get yourself moving in the direction that you want to be. So guys, thanks for hanging out with me and I will talk to you next time. Don't forget, if you're interested in the graphic design course that will help take your social media to the next level, go to my website, ashleymorganjackson.com and click the courses tab in the upper right corner. It'll get you all registered there. Also, if you don't follow us on Instagram, go to at call to build where you will see all the latest podcast episodes and not miss a thing. We'll see you next week. 